there and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today violence violence in our communities that's my topic I came upon a recent um, uh, survey results of a survey related to violence in the community and it struck me uh, as being relatively important almost sends out an urgent message for us to pay attention to these facts and do something about them Uh, these are facts that cannot just go unappreciated and unnoticed University of California at Davis kind of coordinated this particular research study in which they surveyed almost 3,000 people in the year of 2020. And the interesting thing about their results were that two-thirds of them, 66% of the population, this is in California now, just in California, experienced some aspect of violence in their daily lives. In other words, as they go about their duties each day, 66% come upon signs and evidences and actions of violence. They're exposed to violence daily, 66% of them. Now, that's, I thought that was pretty profound. It was more than I would have estimated, actually. But in addition, here's some of the other findings they came up with. Five million in California know multiple people who have been intentionally shot. Five million, all just in California no people who have intentionally shot that i thought was pretty profound six million know someone who may be at risk of committing violence against themselves such as a gunshot or whatever six million know someone who may be at risk of committing a violent or a violent act against themselves and they obviously found in the research study that black and latino communities and individuals are more likely at a higher level to experience violence throughout their daily life. So what's going on here? Uh, First of all, violence is very much a part of our daily life, daily experience within the community. It's not only gunshot, but it's acts of violence could be verbal, it could be in the form of fist fighting, it could be in the form of some type of action. Uh, short of guns and short of knives, but just fighting and just arguing and just name-calling and putting people down and all these other forms of violence, from very mild forms of violence to very extreme forms of violence. So violence is part of our community. Violence is part of our life. Now that's a California study. What if you did the same study in Chicago or throughout the state of Illinois or in New York or Illinois or Pennsylvania or one of these other communities in one of these other states, what kind of evidence will we come up with as to the array of violence and the extent of violence existing within communities? And as people come and go, they're exposed to it. Just walking down the street and seeing a cross against a tree with flowers around it, indicating that there had been a violent act taking place at that site sometime earlier, such as an automobile accident even, and where somebody was fatally injured. You know, we are great to have memorials, but the problem here is that we leave up memorials for days and weeks and sometimes months. I think we need to rethink that issue. It's right and proper to recognize the death of someone, even if it's at the scene of the death. But to go on for days and weeks and months 
no. Perhaps we ought to have a city ordinance in which the flowers and the cross and so on need to be dismantled and removed after a week or 10 days or, you know, whatever would be an appropriate time frame in recognizing the deceased. We need to look at our newspapers and look at how much violence is being uh, marketed, how much violence is being described and portrayed to us in our newspapers. It was very interesting in the paper in which I uh, saw this particular research study, right next to it was a large article having to do with a police shooting. So we have a penchant. We have a certain degree of interest in perpetrating violence, stories of violence, images of violence, creating memories of violence through our newspapers. We need to rethink that. Maybe our newspapers need to restrict stories of violence to maybe three inches or ten inches or whatever might be an appropriate amount of space. But to have a half a page describing a violent act maybe overboard, maybe too much. We're glamorizing violence on television. We're glamorizing it in the newspapers. We're glamorizing it in the newscasts. We are making violence a story that we almost now seek out and looking for the next one that's bigger and more gruesome or more exciting or more fearful or whatever it might be. Violence is an um, act that is easily perpetuated and encouraged in the life of other people. You know, if you look at violence on television, you go to movies and you watch a movie with a great deal of violence, you're increasing your chance of acting in a violent manner yourself if you are provoked to violence by somebody in a situation soon thereafter. Just looking at violence in a movie does not make you a violent person or to act violently, no. But it does set you up like a golf ball set on a tee. And all it takes is something to trigger you to act in a violent way. Somebody who might speak sarcastically towards you. Uh, act in a way that you are offended or made to be mad or upset in some kind of way. All you have to have is a trigger point, And then an act of violence is likely to occur. So we in our society need to rethink this issue of how much exposure we're going to give to acts of violence through our media. And whether it's by verbal, like radio and television, or whether it's in reading, such as in newspapers and magazines and articles of various kinds, or it's in symbols in our society of crosses and flowers and memorials and various kinds of things like that that are set up in community parks and community highways, you know, and so on. Think about it yourself. How much are you exposed to violence in the course of a day? How much could you avoid being exposed to violence in the course of the day? How much can you downplay the violence that you are exposed to and minimize it in not only in your own life, but in the life of the people within your family and the people with whom you have relationships? So let's think about this issue of violence and let's kind of reorganize how we glamorize it and how we portray it and how we almost advertise it to the public. Violence begets violence and we need to be careful not to create a society based on violence, not to create a home that involves violence, not to create a lifestyle that involves violence. We need to minimize all that, eliminate that kind of thing 
and bring into our life patterns and into our relationships graciousness and, and compassion and caring and empathy and caring for each other rather than being competitive and being uh, obnoxious in various ways towards each other. So there you are. Thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today and something for you to think about, something for you to do your part in trying to minimize the degree to which violence is glamorized in the life that you live and in the surroundings in which you live your life. Do what you can to soften our community, soften our news, soften our exposure to unpleasant events such as acts of violence. Thanks for joining me and bye for now. Mm -hmm.